welcome back to the PPC Mastery Podcast and GM. of course the GM, GM, GM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to retain clients because in the last episode, the previous episode, we shared our stories on how we got our first clients mm -hmm. and what we're doing now to get more clients as a, as a freelancer. And in this episode, yeah, we want to take it one step further by looking mm -hmm. into strategies to apply to make sure that the clients stay with you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because we mentioned this in the last episode as well. It's really nice working as a Google Ads specialist because the projects tend to be really long. Mm -hmm. Because Google Ads is such a always on, never ending story. Story. Yeah. <laughs> story. <laughs> and once you get a client, then it's, it's definitely doable to keep them on for one, two, three, four, five years even. Yeah. Just, yeah, just out of curiosity, actually, what's the longest time that you've worked with one client? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Seven so years. Still yeah. working with them. Still now. working. Oh, yeah. See, there, still there you working. go. Seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. Just imagine the lifetime value of those. Of I those have actually calculated this a few oh, months ago nice. and I really <laughs> fell off my chair. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Narrator. <laughs> no, it's a lot. So basically this, this client cost me a few hundred euros to close. Yeah. They came in, yeah, they came in from my Google Ads campaign back then. And yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, to do this one time over and then basically just use that money to fund the Google Ads spend that yeah. I needed to acquire them. But ever since the monthly return has been incredible. Nice. And I've grown with this client yeah. every single year in terms of hours, in terms of work, in terms mm. of spend, in mm. terms of freedom. Yeah. Because that's worth a lot of money as well, yeah. indirectly. So yeah, seven years in. Yeah, yeah, that's and long. Yeah, that's that's really nice. So yeah. we can definitely take that as a as a case study in this in this episode. Yeah. So what we've done, we've defined three key areas, pillars, to, so three key pillars. Yeah, to uh, yeah make sure that you can stay with the client for a longer time. So yeah. the, the first one is build trust and rapport at the personal level. I will just name the three of them, then mm -hmm. we can just dive in. Mm -hmm. The second one is setting goals and evaluating them. Mm -hmm. And the third one, frequent proactive check-ins. So building trust and rapport on the personal level is really important. And yeah. did you also do that with that client yeah. that for you're still working with now? For every single years? client that yeah. I currently have, I have a great personal relationship. Mm. So I think when you're starting out as a freelancer, uh, you're mostly focused on the revenue and making the switch making the transition from agency side or client side to full-time freelancing. Yeah. So I guess really working on the relationship on personal level with your clients is something that comes in later on. Mm -hmm. It's also because of the fact that in the beginning, you will obtain a lot of clients that, that are not your ideal clients mm -hmm. most of the time. But if you years in mm -hmm. a few years later basically you start to polish your client yeah. portfolio mm -hmm. and you can build trust and build yeah build trust on personal level yeah so that's that's what i did for all of the clients that i currently serve mm -hmm. and this client is one of them so i think it is really important to find clients that you have a great fit with on mm -hmm. personal level mm -hmm. next to business level yeah. since everything that we do as a Google S specialist is mainly built on trust. Yeah. People have to trust you with their money yeah. and you need to have that, that, that click <laughs> in mm -hmm. terms of, well, do you like me? Do I like you? Yeah. In terms of, can we, can we hang out? Can we drink a beer together? Mm -hmm. uh, and with my biggest clients that I really enjoy working with, mm -hmm. I can essentially drink a beer together with them, mm -hmm. hang out with them mm -hmm. because they, they have become such 
good friends yeah. and it's sometimes hard to obtain the business relationship mm. uh, because the personal aspect yeah. becomes that big yeah. but i think those are your best clients yeah. and you really enjoy working for them yeah. Yeah. should you do, do you think you should aim for becoming friends with your clients I think so. Mm. I think so. And I guess that's a hot take. Yeah. Since a lot of people like to keep things real business, business yeah, wise, yeah, yeah. but I think it's most enjoyable yeah. to yeah. work for clients that you, that are like friends of yeah. you, that are like friends of you. And, and it's nice because you, you mentioned trust a few times and I think trust is actually the key word here. And yeah. whether you become friends or not with your clients, mm. as long as you have a really deep level of trust and mm -hmm. it's easier to trust someone that you also like. Yes. And I think what happens if yeah. you build that trust on a deep level and you also connect on a personal level, mm -hmm. then you can also get away with errors much more, much, much more than otherwise. If it's such a cold business, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to have necessarily have to be cold, but if it's such a strictly business relationship, then it's often cold. Yeah. It's, it's often cold. cold. Yeah. And then it's really like, I've had those moments where you just look at the data and you see, overspend yesterday or something like that yeah. you know and then <clears> if you have built that relationship with your client then it's much easier to tell them okay honestly i made a mistake i see this and this happened this and this is what we're going to do about it mm -hmm. sometimes i've even offered like yeah okay I'm gonna this was my free. mistake going to work yeah. for free or i'm going to yeah. refund it and then they said no dude it happens did we learn from it okay it's not going to happen again let's move on yeah but if you have a, a really strict business relationship then that's that's already harder. like that's already like this and people yeah. are you're on the edge of well, yeah. yeah, then you're off. And especially yeah. if you look at the yeah. example from the last episode that you said with the client that just basically scammed you. Mm -hmm. If that happens with a client like that, they're going to sue you because they say, yeah, you know, yes. you made a mistake. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why it's so important to... to yeah, it's yeah. the same with, with bookkeeping, essentially, mm. because we have the same bookkeeper yeah. right now, yeah. right? Yeah. So I fully trust this guy. Mm -hmm. I almost do not check the mm. stuff he does because yeah. I fully trust in his capability true, true. to just fix the <laughs> fix the shit. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And he well, if you if you ask him a question, he always has a has a great answer. Yeah. He really goes into depth. Yeah. He tells you everything that you have to know, but not more. And you can fully rely on him. Yeah. And you are essentially a, yeah, the same person. You're yeah. also responsible for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You're also responsible for a business of yeah. your client in essentially so yeah you can see you can compare a google ad specialist with an accounting yeah. specialist yeah. in in essence yeah so yeah it's all about trust it's all about trust yeah. and i think if you really if your client can trust you fully mm -hmm. we have the freedom to do yeah whatever true it takes to bring the account to a higher level yeah. the client of yours isn't going to check you every single week. Yeah. What did he do? Yeah. He isn't going to hop in the change history to yeah, see if yeah. you really <laughs> made these, really made five hours or mm -hmm. if you just made 4.75, yeah, so yeah. to say. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I want to say. But yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. It makes it real easy. Yeah. And it also makes it more fun because then you yeah. have the freedom, you feel free in the accounts that you, you know that, okay, I'm the person, I'm the guy that's managing the campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I don't have someone watching over my shoulder. Yeah. And then you just say, okay, we want to test X, Y, and Z. Now we yep. want to test value-based bidding. Now we want to test service side tech, blah, blah, whatever it mm -hmm. is. And then ideally they will just say, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. go. <laughs> let's, let's try. You have your yeah. whole deck ready to convince them. You're like, okay, this is how I'm going to persuade you. And then they say, okay, let's do it. And yeah. they're like, I trust you. Okay, nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's what you want yeah. to, what you want to reach. Yeah. And I think the, the, the clients that gave me a hard time in the past are the clients that 
didn't fully trust me yeah. or I didn't have the feeling that they, yeah. that they believe in me or they fully trusted me because of some errors in the past with yeah. other Google Ads freelancers or whatever. And those were the clients that I eventually stopped working for in the end because you, you feel as a Google Ads specialist whether you're being trusted or not. Mm -hmm. So, and if people do not trust you, you have to really be convincing in yeah. everything that you have yeah. to say, everything that you want to pitch. And it, it is tiring. Yeah. It becomes tiring, mm -hmm. especially if you have clients on the other side that are basically giving you a carte blanche. Yeah. Hey, dude, do whatever it takes to bring my account to a higher level. Yeah. I believe in you. Let's go. So uh, yeah, it's a big, big, big pillar. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think trust is built by one result for yeah. sure. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of that's course. All what they, they hire you for. Yeah. So if yeah. you can show yeah. them the results, mm -hmm. then of course you get trust. But it's also communicating yeah. because I think that I've had that experience as well in the past. Uh, mm. Also, when I was still working in an agency and in my own client portfolio, sometimes it's, so how do I explain this? Sometimes it's easier to have bad results, but good relationship because then the client will feel the trust that you will do whatever it takes to fix it and to take it to the next level. Then it is to have great results, but a bad relationship and they don't trust you because even though the results are good, they're looking over your shoulder all, all of the time and then it becomes really annoying. And then if you have a really good working relationship with your and personal relationship with your client, then it's much easier to, to, to take the hits of those bad days because they always happen. You always have periods when the performance drops. Always. Or, always not, yeah. not every month is a green month. Nothing goes no. up all no. the time. No. And then you can Especially really... Especially Shiba Inu. Yeah, <laughs> except for Doge, Doge always goes up. <laughs> oh, sorry, just had to make this distraction. <laughs> no, but anyway, anyway, let's move on to point two. I'm so sorry. Crypto. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's, that's okay. How, how do you make sure to, to communicate here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think let's take it one step back, actually, because that's the, the third one. But the second one is setting goals and evaluating them because that's also where communication comes into, into play, play. Yeah. because you set them before you start to work together and you evaluate them every quarter, every year or so, mm -hmm. because then you're always at this on the same, you know, you're on the same page yeah. working towards the same goals. And then it becomes easy to say to your client, okay, this is what we wanted to achieve. This is what we achieved. Either we performed on target, over target, under target, mm -hmm. and X, Y, and Z is why. But I've also had a lot of cases where we didn't define those goals clearly and then the clients are just like never really happy or yeah. always unsatisfied and then yeah. it's yeah, it's terrible it's terrible and that, for that happens at a lot of agencies yeah a lot of agencies yeah. that they, they do not set proper goals mm. proper targets yeah. and they just they just make the amount of hours they have sold yeah. they just start working on search term reports mm. uh, improving ad copy yeah. but they they never know when the client is happy yeah. or not, when they are on target or below target. Yep. So often when you look in, inside of an agency account or agency relationships, like 50% of the client portfolio is, isn't really satisfied mm. because, you, because they didn't clearly define goals. Yeah. So that's where you have to start with, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then from those when you set those goals you can you can evaluate them and yeah. i think that leads to the third point is frequent proactive check-ins with your clients so mm -hmm. yeah what does that what does that mean yeah what does that do if you have frequent check-ins with your clients so yeah there are multiple things to say about this point i think it's the, the first thing that i would like to say here is to to always check in even if the yeah. the results are extremely good 
but also when results are extremely, extremely bad. bad. <laughs> true, true, true. So you have to celebrate your wins yeah. and you have to, well, communicate your, yeah. your losses. Yeah. And if you are honest and proactive about certain weeks mm -hmm. when you performed below target or when you had this crazy, crazy deal that you closed or your client mm -hmm. uh, closed and it came from your Google Ads campaigns, yeah. you have to always be communicating. You, you have to always be one step ahead of your client yeah, in yeah. essence. Yeah. So you do not want to receive a mail on Monday morning, 10 a.m. Hey, last Friday was yeah. really, really, really shitty. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Because if you... That's the worst. That's the worst. If you receive one of those emails, okay, it can happen. Mm -hmm. But if you start receiving them every single month yeah. or every single quarter, then something is then something is wrong yeah. in your own communication mm -hmm. and you have to be on the ball. Yeah. So yeah, that's important yeah. to always be proactive, be com communicating clearly. Yeah. And especially the clearly part is really important mm -hmm. over here because... People tend to communicate and they tend to have a great idea. Okay, I'm, I'm having a lot of contact points with my client, but then the clearly communicating part is missing over there. Yeah. And they're just rambling or they're not being clear about the next steps or what mm. went wrong and what we can prevent in the near mm. future from this happening again. So you really have to, to be clear in what you want to achieve yeah. and be clear in, well, follow-up questions that your client may have when your email has been sent. Yeah. 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 It's actually funny because I just wrote that down as a note. Do not mm -hmm. forget, don't let them find out because the, and what I mean with that is <laughs> be proactive, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. Uh, try to hide what you have done or <laughs> try to hide the bad results. No. Sorry, man. We lost access to our account. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. My bad. No, but it's exactly what you said. You yeah. don't want the client to find out before no. you tell them. Yeah. Because then if you take it back to, tr to the trust level again, then if you communicate to them hmm. when it's not going well, that's going to signal to your client that, oh, okay, you're being honest, even when the results are not, not as great. And you're, you're on it. You're on the you're ball. You're on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's a really important part as well. Yeah. Because if you, if you are communicating faster than your client and you're finding out faster than your client, that, then that means that signals to your client yeah. that you're checking yeah. the results often. Yeah. And that's when, that's where you're hired for. And that's what they, they don't, ultimately, they don't want to look in, inside a Google no, Ads account. They just no. want to have the feeling that you're going to do that so that they can do other stuff. Yeah. They're hiring, yeah. hiring you for, for that for purpose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And w when it comes down to reporting, how do you do yeah. that? Do you do, 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 I've heard people do, do weekly reports, monthly, quarterly. What's mm -hmm. your approach to, to that? I think it depends on what your client needs and what your yeah. client expects and obviously the size of your client. So working for Weight Watchers, for example, means reporting every single week yeah. on last week's results yeah. because they have, well, massive spend across the globe. Yeah. They want to check in within every market, see if their CPA to CLTV rates are intact. Mm. If not, we have to adjust fast in order to prevent overspending yeah. and whatnot. So for the bigger clients with really huge levels of spend, it becomes more important to check in frequently. Mm -hmm. But if you have smaller clients, they're often okay with a monthly report and a monthly check-in call. Yeah. So for most clients that I currently work with, I check in on a monthly basis yeah. where we just plan a video call. Yeah. So I prevent sending out reporting emails. I've yeah. done that in the past yeah. when I first started out in the first couple of years, the first four years. But one, I really hate it 
writing out every single monthly report. Yeah. Hey, last month we uh, did 5,000 clicks and the month prior to that we had 6,000. That's yeah. a minus 20% change, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I really hated that. So that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to ditch that part if the client is okay with that. And we're going to have a video call yeah. instead yeah. because one, you have a visual contact point that builds trust. And two, you don't have to write 10 plus reports yeah. every single first Monday of the week, which, which is terrible. Which <laughs> a lot of them are not going to be read anyway. Yes, yes. <laughs> More than 50% are, yeah. is not reading those yeah. emails. They're like, okay, Bob did his, did his job yeah. again. Yes, he needed one hour that, uh, for yeah. this that we paid him for. Yeah. But more more than half the clients wasn't even reading those nope. uh, those reports. Yeah. So video call is way 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 more effective mm-hmm. in my opinion. And if you can replace that by a physical meeting, yeah. that's even better. But a lot of us are working from home. Yeah. Working, True. Um, remotely. Physical meetings are really nice. But I, yeah. I will say I really like that you can do everything online now because yeah. it saves a lot of time as well. Yeah. yeah. But and physical meetings every once in a while is nice. A, vi- a video meeting is like one hour, one and a half hour max. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do a physical meeting, you have chit chat. Yeah, you have, exactly. Yeah, a meeting will 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 cost you three hours you have to more. Go there and go yeah, back more than yeah. double of the amount of hours. Mm-hmm. But I would highly suggest, or yeah, I would highly suggest yeah. doing at least yeah. one physical meeting that's every nice. single half of half yeah, half a year. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, that's really good for your relationship. Yeah, uh, and if you can, and if the client is okay with that, replace it by an online meeting. Yeah, yeah. So those are the 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 well the the frequent check-ins, and that's when I like to discuss the the Google S re- returns and the results that we perform on target, above target, mm-hmm. under target. What was the spend? What was the conversion volume? Yeah. Volume uh, stuff like that. And every single quarter, I like to do a quarterly yeah. review. Yeah. That is m- most of the time a video meeting, sometimes a physical meeting. And it is more of a presentation instead of a, well, screen share of a Looker Studio report. Look, this is what we did. Mm -hmm. So that's when I take some preparation, do some preparation about what the actual results were of last Mm -hmm. quarter in comparison with the quarter before and last year's quarter. So year on year, what we did. So what were the optimization made? what, What were the things that we tested with? What are the things that are on the agenda for the next few months? Yeah. So it's more like a bigger check-in point to be on the same page yeah. as the client. And that's when you can also ask about the business. So mm-hmm. how are things mm-hmm. going? How are, you, how are your stock levels? How yeah. are the profit the, margins? The profit results. margins, yeah. yeah. During COVID, yeah. well, shipping costs basically yeah. doubled, yeah. sometimes tripled. Yeah, margins really mm-hmm. went down. Mm-hmm. And those meetings were, well were really important to yeah. adjust break even yeah. ROAS targets yeah. and actual target ROAS, yeah. ROAS tar- targets. So yeah, they really, really help. Yeah. And then we have the yearly meetings that yeah. I'm also a fan of. So I do monthly check-ins for Google Ads results, yeah. quarterly meetings for, well, check-ins, mm-hmm. and then yearly reviews to discuss the next year's plans yeah. mainly, but also a quick look back on what we performed yeah. last year. Yeah. And I think that really works for me, at least. Those sessions are yeah. usually also fun as well, especially if you had really good growth that year. Oh, yeah. You can really celebrate that together. Yeah. 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 And for your biggest clients, often you see the spend like in a parabolic. Yeah. 
uh, trend, but also the results oftentimes. Yeah. So it's more of a party oftentimes yeah. to celebrate the success. Yeah. yeah. Which and is then, important. Yeah, which is important and it builds trust and it builds your relationship. Mm. Uh, and it also is a notch for the next year that you're going to hopefully perform again and deliver on your on your promises yeah. that you are making in that specific meeting. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's really important. Are you doing that approach of the monthly check? How long are the monthly check-ins? Oftentimes an hour. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the quarterly meetings. There, I think close to two hours. Yeah. And then because the, you have more to discuss and yeah. also to recap. And yearly same. Yeah, yearly is also two hours. Yeah. Something like that. Do you, yeah. I, I guess I assume you don't do that for all your clients, right? No, no, so no only, only the bigger, bigger ones. ones. Only yeah, the bigger yeah. ones. If you have a client that only spends three hundred, five hundred euros per month. Mm -hmm. I tend to well be a less be a little bit less frequent with all yeah. of these meetings. So yeah. <laughs> a monthly meeting becomes a quarterly meeting, mm, yeah. and a quarterly meeting becomes a yearly meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really depends on well what they are paying you for as well. Yeah. So if they are paying you for two hours per month, mm. and you have to do every yeah. single every single optimization in a limited yeah. amount of time. You do not have time to properly prepare for these kinds of yeah. meetings. Yeah, what I'm a I'm yeah. a fan of right now with smaller clients that you don't have too much time for mm -hmm. is doing the monthly check-ins like you said that creating the or maybe not even creating a report but if you have a looker studio mm -hmm. dashboard then doing a quick loom video 15 yeah. minutes or so yeah that's perfect and then, yeah you record yeah. it and then you send it that's to them so if you have any questions just let me know yeah they can reply and then it's nice because you you can also type an email but i as you said i also don't like to type those long emails no and if you do a 10 15 minute video they can watch it on 1.5 times speed mm. and plus they see you so it's mm. personal as well yeah, yeah I, I really like that approach as well definitely and yeah. that's something i learned from you nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and i think that's one of the one of the easiest optimizations you can do yeah. for your monthly check-ins yeah. because you can throw out these videos quite easily yeah. Instead of just writing this long email uh, that you have too to long do your, read. Yeah, TLDR. <laughs> TLDR. And often people do not even read the TLDR yeah. because email has been so TLDR, long. TLDR, TLDR. <laughs> They're like, okay, later list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a video, they can easily watch this yeah. waiting for a bus or exactly. driving to work True. or even in a, in a gym during a gym session yeah. or whatever. So that's a really, really good tip. And I like yeah. to do that as well, not only for the monthly check-in or monthly reports, but also sometimes if there is a big event in the account, something happened or I see opportunity, mm -hmm. and I also do quick Loom videos sometimes, like two, three minutes, you know? Yeah, instead of just sending an email, yeah. hey, yeah. we switched from ROAS to POAS last week yeah. and we saw a huge fluctuation. Right yeah. now, everything's normalizing. Yeah. That's great to to shoot a little video for. Yeah. And oftentimes you get compliments from clients. That hey, as well. That's a nice tool. This is a nice way, yeah. a great way of uh, working. Because it's new. No, almost nobody actually yeah. does it that way. So. Yeah. And it's and modern. It saves you, yeah. And it's modern. Modern. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And it saves you so much time because if you can record a three-minute video, if it's your account, so you know what is going on. So you can explain it really easily. Mm -hmm. But if you have to sit back and take the time to write it out in a clear and concise email yeah. then it's going to take you at least 30 oh, minutes yeah. then you have to think about the, the paraphrasing exactly and the, the order of the email screenshots yeah. and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you can just share a screen and yeah you're, it's yeah you're you can ramble a bit and <laughs> it okay. doesn't have to be so perfect yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 let's see great point so the quarterly business reviews do you also have them sometimes with google because i know that they yeah. they are heavy on that as well yeah but i qbrs i only do them for my for the 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 biggest clients 
So I have currently three accounts that are really big in terms of spend and in terms of assistance from Google. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Google reps are often good. They're serious in giving you concise and clear tips and optimizations. This is where you often get access to product specialists like Neil Kirby as well, that we both knew. Neil, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So, so yeah, those are the, the important meetings that yeah. also give you a lot of new insights they also have these competitor benchmarks yeah, peer-to-peer nice. reviews yeah. so those are the reviews that i like to attend mm-hmm. but the the calls for the mid GP and reps. lower yeah lower yeah. end I, I tend to ignore them yeah. i tend to reply on their emails yeah. i do not pick up the phone when yeah. they call in fact i've blocked the nice. uh, the telephone number mm. because it's Smart. often a spain yeah. spanish number yeah yeah I've I've just blocked it, so nowadays now they email me instead, and I just politely thank them for well the fact that they want to call, yeah. but I do not see a reason to do so yeah. because I have my own prioritization list yeah, yeah. of to dos yeah. that I have discussed with my clients yeah. as well, and that's a very big one as well. Make sure to have a big backlog of mm. to dos yeah. and frequently share this with your client. Mm. So how how do you do this? No, because we we're we're both we're both fan of Notion. Yeah, yeah. Do you also use Notion for to log it? Yeah, yeah. I think I I'm, I used to be all over the place. I've tried Trello, Asana, yeah. Monday. Now I use yeah Notion, and it's I don't have a system. It's just literally list mm. of backlog. How we use we use uh, Notion for PPC mastery yeah. as well. Yeah, it's just a list with some check boxes like okay, this is what we can do. This mm. is what we did, mm-hmm. or a yeah. You can also use like the Kanban templates, but yeah, I, usually I keep it really simple. Mm. What about you? I have things really systemized yeah. right now. So I'm also using Notion. I came from Asana, but I really like Notion yeah. for these types of stuff because you can literally do all the things that you want to do with it. So creating a backlog of all of the things that you can do for a specific client, mm-hmm. the things that you're currently doing right now. Yeah things that are blocked because you're waiting for a developer to, yeah, yeah. to implement certain conversion tracking techniques. Yeah. It's important as well. And also keep track of a list of the things that are completed and done. Yeah. So I've created a Kanban list for every single client. Doesn't matter if they're small or large. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the larger clients have way more stuff to do and have way more things on their to-do list and yeah. backlog than the smaller clients. Yeah. But it really, really helps to 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 update this Kanban per client and share this with them mm. in your monthly check-ins mm. because they see the way you're working. Mm. They see how s- systemized you are and that builds trust as well. Yeah. They can actually see your internal system. So this is not, not something that I share with my clients. Mm-hmm. I, share, I share it during the monthly calls yeah. because it is my to-do list yeah. and we prioritize all of the tasks together mm-hmm. during the monthly calls, but I do not mess Within my Kanban board, mm. uh, I do not let them create certain cards or yeah, yeah, yeah. lock certain comments. Yeah. So that really helps. What also helps is to keep track of every single thing that you have discussed mm. with your clients. Mm-hmm. That also helps in building trust, being clear, communicating clear. So every time I have a meeting, doesn't matter if it's planned or not, yeah. I tend to write it out mm. in a really simple email, yeah. which are basically what are uh, yeah, the, the notes, meeting notes. Yeah. They're kind of meeting notes, so to say. So I just create a small email where I start with the client name in the topic, 
then meeting notes of date, well, what is it today? 16th of August, mm -hmm. 2023. And then a list all of the things that we have discussed, really short and concise, and the action points. So mm -hmm. what are we going to do right now? Just send it over just so we have that on paper. Then I transfer that to the Kanban board on Notion. Right. And it really, really gives you a clear list of the things that you have to do, mm -hmm. prioritized this month, but also the things that you have discussed that are less important that you can zoom in on the month after next month. So there's always, always something to do if yeah. you keep track of the things that you communicate with your clients and discuss with your clients. Yeah, yeah and that really helps in your relationship as well. If you are all over the place, mm. so if you are just creating your own notes inside mm. of a small booklet or yeah. sending over emails and then creating a video, I think that is less effective yeah. and less professional yeah. than if you have a clear system that your client can actually see. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And I think it also helps as I think about it. I think it also helps when clients are demanding and they say, yeah, I think we should do this and this and this. And then yeah. you just say, sure, yeah. but we, we already have... decided to yeah. go for these projects. So what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or we do something else next month. Yeah. You know, switch it around. And that keeps track of your time. That prevents you from overworking for yeah. some clients. Yeah, yeah. And that's quite easy to do if you're starting out. Yeah, you're like, okay, I'm invoicing this client for six hours, <laughs> but I, yeah, I want to... I want to build thrust and I want to over-deliver, but you cannot consistently overwork and be underpaid. So yeah. you have to be very clear in what, what you have to prioritize and what you can deliver this month. And yeah. that's something that I like to do during the monthly meetings. Yeah. So we had a building trust and rapport on the personal level, mm -hmm. a lot of different examples. And yeah. that, that's probably like trust is the single most important thing in retaining clients, right? Yes, obviously. Yeah. Then the second yeah. one was setting goals and evaluating them and frequent proactive check-ins. Mm -hmm. Here's a final one, Qu quick question to, to round it off. <laughs> this is from Hester in our in, uh -huh. in PPC Hub uh -huh. membership. She asked, what are your thoughts on promotional gifts with clients? What's your personal, what's your personal take on that? Okay, my personal take. <laughs> I do not like to buy trust. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Bribe. Yeah, it, it feels like bribing. <laughs> and often the promotional gifts are cheesy. Mm. They're often cheesy. Yeah. So if you receive like a pencil. Unless you a, receive customized PPC mastery <laughs> merch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could that could be a bribe as well. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> Depends what you want to <laughs> want to achieve with this. But yeah, if if you receive a small book or a, mm. a, a a drinking bottle with yeah. your logo. I think it's so cheesy. Mm. People are, I think they they have their, their kitchen full with these yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah. toys and yeah. stuff already. They're like, okay, well, great. Now I have to find an additional place for this. Yeah. So I'm not doing these kinds of gifts. Mm. The only thing that I like to do are basically on two specific moments. The first moment is when a new client came in and the new campaigns or the newly restructured campaigns are live. Mm -hmm. That's when I like to send out a a pie or mm. some 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 sweets yeah. in order to to celebrate mm -hmm. that we just kicked off a new campaign and yeah. we started working together. So that's something clients tend to like, yeah. and well, yeah, they tend to like that. Yeah. They tend to, and it's nice as well. Yeah, some sweets are, <laughs> are often good. Yeah. So uh, that's the number one, and the second thing is during Christmas. Mm. I like to send out Christmas gifts, but I like to make them personal. Yeah, exactly. So I really do my best to create a personal local gift. Mm. So in the region where I live, mm -hmm. where we both grew up, there are a lot of small farms mm -hmm. uh, set up with little shops. 
And a lot of these farms often work with their own products or local source products. And I like to pack package these gifts myself yeah. in a nice little wooden mm. box, for example, yeah, yeah. and then send them out mm. myself by myself as well. And that that way you make your gifts personalized where people actually see that you have put some effort in it yeah. with a nice handwritten card. What I absolutely despise are wine wine bottles or mm. champagne bottles or standard stuff. standard stuff that people just buy online on, well, greets.nl or mm. where you can actually see that people were like, oh, oh, we have to, we have to send yeah. Miles a gift. I forgot. Uh, uh, we yeah. forgot last minute or just let's just send him a champagne, a yeah. mouette or yeah. a wine bottle, a nice yeah. wine. That's something that I do not do yeah. or do not like personally. So yeah. I like to put in the work and those are the only moments that I like to, to send over gifts. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all yeah. it's all about making it personal, like you yeah. said as well. Yeah. I I don't really give out promotional gifts either. Or yeah, pro- if you call it a promotional gift, then it's already like, what's the reason? Mm-hmm. But if you give it because you want to give something away to your client, yeah. and just like how you give a gift to someone on their birthday, then it's completely or fine. or some. I actually have a third reason where I do like to give gifts, and that are important personal milestones. Mm-hmm. So uh, a few a few months ago. A partner of mine that I really like working with, they had a kid. Yeah. So yeah, that's when that's I nice. basically sat down with Tara, my wife, mm-hmm. and looked at, hey, what what can we what can we give like a proper nice gift mm-hmm. for this little little boy that mm-hmm. was born? Mm-hmm. So we we gave him a little tricycle mm-hmm. made of wood, handcrafted, mm-hmm. really nice, almost like a nice piece of art. Yeah. And they were so happy with it yeah. because we also put in the work yeah. and we made it personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those kinds of gifts yeah. are way more important than yeah. the, the bottles with yeah, the logo yeah, yeah, yeah. and the pencil or yeah. the, this crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Yeah. I, I only The only thing that I gave was a client of mine hit their first million dollar month. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then nice. that was a couple of years ago. And then I gave them like a little trophy and it said <laughs> the name of the client and then first million dollar month mm, gift. That's epic. And then I was there, still have it in the office. So that's every time I, I come there, I see the trophy. I'm like, yeah, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did that together. Those are the best moments. Yeah. And those are the best gifts. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to give a gift like this, make sure to be it like a proper gift. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. Make it, make it nice and personal. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that was it for today's episode. I think that was a really, uh, really yeah, fun nice one. session. Yeah. Fun one. Yeah, to all you listening, thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for thanks for <laughs> watching.